This is the Girl Meets World Fan Podcast, Episode 2, brought to you the week of July 12th, 2014. The Girl Meets World Podcast. The Girl Meets World Podcast. Hey folks, how you doing? Welcome to the Girl Meets World Podcast. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison. And with me, as always, is my co-host and daughter, Jenna. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? I'm Jenna, yes I am. You doing good? Yes, I am. Uh, excited about uh, episode three. Yes. And episode two of the show. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. I think we should have done an episode zero, then an episode one, then an episode two. Yeah. So um, we we are a little late today, later than I would normally be, because um, last night when we tried to watch it, what happened? Uh, power went out. The power went out in our life, in our world. And, uh, <laughs> no yeah. internet? Girl, girl meets darkness is, is what yeah. it was last night. So. I even made a video on what's doing the darkness. Oh, so. you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was so bored. I did that. <laughs> so we uh we we got to see um the second run of it you know today on the disney channel and we're all up to date and ready to go ready to talk about it a little bit so let me talk about it a little bit <laughs> uh did you like it yes it, yeah it had some very touching moments in it, it did it did i was surprised yeah it is but yeah that was a really good episode it seemed faster than the other one I, I didn't, yeah, it did. I don't know if the first one was longer or not. I forgot to check, but it seemed like it just went by really, really quick. It's only a half-hour show. Um, but, of course, I watched it, the way I watched it was without commercials. So it seemed a little faster, maybe, for me. Oh. Ha, 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 ha. I skipped through the commercials because I recorded it. Oh, so, so you know Ooh. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was nice of them um, to give us the weekend off last weekend. What do you think about that? Did you notice they didn't have a show last I week? I know. It was holiday weekend. It's terrible. It wasn't terrible because we wouldn't have been able to do a show. Oh, yeah. It turned out to be great. We were out of town anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And we were watching fireworks. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have been watching No Girl Meets World. So, uh, this episode title, episode two of Girl Meets World, was called Girl Meets Boy. And uh, do you think that that uh, title fit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, why? Why do you think it fits well? Because the whole episode is about her connecting with her friends. Oh, is it? And oh, with who? I'm sorry, with her. Her own friends. Friends, yes. Yeah, and she, yeah, she sits down with Lucas and she talks with them from mm-hmm. the beginning, and they talk about stuff that is important to them. Yeah, and so they really connect that way. Because prior to that, how did they connect? Texting. Texting. And when whenever he would sit close to her, we would just hear that <laughs> little bird sound. I keeping that forever. So, so yeah, they, they have uh they have they have obviously um I don't know. He she obviously likes him. He seems to be just kind of chill with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she's freaking out and she's sneaking up behind him and smelling him <laughs> for whatever that was about. <laughs> That was kind of weird. That was, she that was, was like, 
like uh, taking it all in from yeah. a, from his shoulder all the way to the top of his head, yeah. like like he was a I don't know like a giant flower mm-hmm. or something. But <laughs> how can you smell somebody and yet not talk to them? I don't know. And if a guy did that to a girl, yeah, it'd be outright creepy. So <laughs> double standard. I guess it's all right. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought the title fit. Um, you, you could have easily said girl meets friends yeah, or girl meets feelings because in the yeah. middle, you remember she said, or he was freaking out the uh, dad, Corey mm-hmm. and uh, Topanga. There's like, uh, you gave her feelings, you know, oh, can I, can you put them back? Yeah. <laughs> I know how to put them back. <laughs> <laughs> so I think any of those would have fit, but they focus specifically on, uh, the connection with this young man, which may be, you know, just because we know what we know about the first show, it may be very important because if they're setting this up to where like, this is the guy she's going to marry one day, you know, like Topanga. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Why not? It, it happened in Boy Meets see, World. I just don't see the kind of connect. I don't know. I don't well, know. I, I think you're absolutely right, but hold on though. Hold the phone. What was Topanga's connection and Corey's connection when they first met, there was nothing. She, she he, he didn't like her at all. She and was I, the weirdo. She sat on the floor and yeah, <laughs> and they were incompatible. <laughs> Their chi or whatever was it? She put a pillow down and sat on her head and was like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she had really crimped hair and everything. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, if you're basing it on just the first two episodes and saying no, I don't. I mean, you've got a foundation stand on but i'm also saying i do too because they this may be the one now let me just say homeboy is supposed to be from what texas yeah he every now and then i hear a little bit of texas but most of the time he just sounds like a disney channel kid yeah i it's like because texas people texas people's got a little just a little bit of of the accent and they and they may open their mouths and it just depends on what part of texas that you are from but his is just very inconsistent i don't think he's actually from texas no. and, uh, of course and then i don't know that he really knows how to act like a texan so why but my question is you? when you're writing this why did you write him te- from texas uh mm-hmm. yes i know it's new york but it could have been kansas city where they don't really have an accent. It could have been from anywhere in the country that's got some country, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Florida doesn't have any country. Yeah. Well, no, it does. Oh, it does? Yeah. We just drove between St. Petersburg and South Georgia last weekend. Did, oh. did you see the countryside? There's not um, a lot there. It's a lot of trees mm-hmm. and a lot oh, of... Yeah. People places where people keep cows <laughs> and watermelons. Oh, yes, watermelons are behind fences, just like cows are. Makes me wonder why. What's going on at night in the watermelon patch? <laughs> so uh, let's let's do our review here. the i The official iTunes um, log line was: Corey confiscates the phones from the kids in his class to teach them how to communicate without technology. And IMDB, our friend, says, uh, Corey's homework assignment inadvertently brings Riley and Lucas closer together. Both of them are correct, but uh, I like I like iTunes. I like their logline a lot better. Yeah. 
how would you describe it if you had to in one sentence? Um, is what happened? Uh, Corey assigns homework, no phones, that brings friends together. Ah, yeah. Next well, friends get. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Co- Mr. Matthews, Corey. Uh, I would say, yeah, he he puts together an assignment. Um, he is under the assumption that everybody who has a cell phone is incapable of connecting to everyone else. Did you gather that right at the, mm-hmm. at the beginning? Um, matter of fact, he's got, uh, let's see if he says it here. You guys don't connect with each other. It's like you can't exist without these. You use emoticons rather than emotions. You're an unfeeling generation of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Stop yes. eating her. <laughs> so a, a little bit of a of a overreaction, I think, from the dad <laughs> character here. Mm-hmm. I I kind of think this is was done for humor's sake, and also so because that's what kids think, adults think. And the truth is, he's a lot younger than me, and cell phones oh, came yeah. out when I was out of just out of college. They really started getting popular, and I couldn't live without my phone either. You know, mm-hmm. but not all of us think that cell phones are the are the worst and most evil things ever. Um, <laughs> but but that being said, I think that's what he was trying to say. He was just being crazy about it. He mm-hmm. was trying. To, he wasn't. He didn't mean you guys can't connect. You can't. You're incapable of feelings. You're a zombie like race of people. That's what he said. I think what most adults think, though, is that you are capable of a lot of things, but that sometimes technology can hinder a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to talk because I love, <laughs> I love technology. <laughs> I love yeah. podcasting. I love my phone. I love my recording equipment. I love my Netflix and my Hulu and my, my all the stuff, you know, and my Facebook and my Twitters. So, uh, I think I think there's a there's a balance that could be there. So since we're talking about the theme, we might as well jump into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, well, let's back up a little bit. What are some of your favorite moments that happened in the show? I've already mentioned one of mine. It was when she smelled the boy. I, I don't know why. I liked and hated that at the same time, but I did. She, uh, she just took him in. She couldn't talk to him. Yeah, but yeah. She... I liked it when Riley instead when yeah uh, she, instead of having her phone, she didn't talk to Lucas. She did a smiley face. <laughs> she did mm. two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and, and a, a smiley face. It's like she was doing emoticons in real life. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. can't talk to you. So very uncomfortable. Yeah, I I never dealt with that to be honest. Um, except on a totally different level. I'm talking about. Connecting with someone via text, I'm sure that that happens a lot. People talk back and forth in text, and then when they get to talk to each other, they have a hard time talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say in my world, when I was in middle school, that was the case with notes. We would pass notes to each other quite a bit. And and sometimes you even pass them through another person. So, uh, and then, but then trying to talk to them one on one was absolutely, you know, the most nervous thing in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, it's like you can you can write stuff through a note or a message or an email or something without caring, like yep. because you don't 
you're not actually standing next to him and stuff. You said it right there. I think that's what this show is trying to get across. I think Corey Matthews was was playing the part of the of what kids think grown-ups think. Like I said, so that's why he was kind of crazy. But I the way grown-ups have experienced that, the way I've experienced that, what you just said, so I used to have a guy I worked with. He was real soft-spoken. That means when you talk to him, he was just like, hey, how you doing? Everything's fine. And he was real nice. But he was kind of in charge of the computers at this place I worked in. And so whenever he had some something he wanted to say, he would just type it out. And you're not allowed to do this and this and this. Yeah. And he sounded like this big, mean man, you know. But I'm like, is this the same guy? Is this the same yeah. guy? I just, you know, I know him. He's real chill. And and you'd go and ask him about it. He's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> so, you know, one or two things were happening. Either one, he found that he could say maybe he wasn't really a nice guy you know mm-hmm. and he could he could kind of let that out when he was emailing or um maybe he just wasn't a very good emailer because i've found that it's hard sometimes to tell how somebody meant to say something mm-hmm. just through text but you'll find that out years from now ha ha ha, ha, ha. So, any other any other great moments i had written down the thumbs up smiley face too um, I liked when uh, Farkle was cloning his, his plans to clone oh, yes. the girls. And he went ahead and took a, a, a sample right there in mm-hmm. front of the class. A little DNA sample pulled out their hairs and stuck them in his back pocket. One in each <laughs> back pocket for future use. He, you know, for, for a when guy... Farkle takes over the world. Yeah, God help us. Because he doesn't seem... You know, like in Dexter's Lab, you know that cartoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was someone that could take over the world. Yeah. He's got a lab. He's sciencey. You know all this. Farkle just has this ego. I, I don't even know if he has an ego because uh, he has no ego troubles. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that he could actually do it. There's, you've <laughs> got to be a little bit evil to want to take over the world, and I don't. I don't see the evil in Farkle. I see craftiness, sneakiness, but not. Uh, not that I did enjoy a zombie reference, like I said, mm, them, them, yeah. them eating each other. I always like zombies anyway. So <laughs> when they were in the uh, library, uh, that was their learning area. So yeah. they, they, it was kind of not, didn't have a lot of funny stuff in it. But one thing that was funny was uh, Riley slipped in this line to the, to the lady, uh, do you rent phones? <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, I thought that was pretty good. So. And then um, I like when he says, "This is where the ancients started all their wisdom." <laughs> and then when the librarian came, in, when she was like, Shh, and he's like, "There's one." There's one of the ancients now. <laughs> yeah, in this this whole pulling out a book and blowing on the dust, and you know mm-hmm. the whole thing um, that that was another exaggeration, just like. You know, Corey Matthews's opinion right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the books are, you know, kids know what books are. Yeah. You know, even middle school kids know what books are. I'll tell you one thing you don't know, though, is the Dewey Decimal System. I think I've told you a little bit about it. But back in the old days, you didn't use a computer to look up uh, books. You used a card catalog, and it was this ungodly, huge, gigantic case of drawers. And they went and they had a card for every single book in the library, every single magazine, every single item, and it was all in order. And so to find it, you had to learn how to use this system. Secondly, you had to pull, you couldn't pull the cards out. 
You had to write down what was on the card on your own paper, and then it would tell you what row and where the books were located. It was absolutely crazy. And we spent weeks learning. And I think every year they had to kind of reteach us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there was even a little little character, you know, I'm Dewey, I'm stupid, and I want to teach you how to read a book or find one. <laughs> anyway, now, now there's a lot more space in the library. So if you're in a library and you just see a hole... You're like, oh, like, or like computers are st- stacked right in the middle of the room. And you're like, why did they put them there? It's because that's where the decimal system used to be. It's weird. I would have taken a picture of it to show you, but we didn't have phones back then. So. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, let's see. Oh, I loved uh, the little man, how they talked about how awesome he was, the little brother. And oh, yeah. how they never wanted him to change. Uh-huh. And he drew him a picture. He drew on the wall. And he mm. drew all over the front of the refrigerator. That's mm. good stuff. That's one thing you guys have never done, you and your brother. And I thank you for it. <laughs> so what about some of those touching moments? Touching moments. Uh, first, ten- well, yeah. I'll tell you, my touching moment was when that girl walked in. And her fish had died. <laughs> <laughs> That was just so sad. My fish died. My fish died. And she had, she was so overcome with emotion, she had to leave the room. <laughs> my was, fish died. That was, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> I think I might have to leave early. I'm crying my eyes out. Now, that was hilarious. I'm crying my eyes out. I, I think I, I have to leave the room. <laughs> I did miss not having a back-of-the-row Myrtle there or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I thought she would be back, but apparently not. So anyway, your favorite, your, your touching moment. Um, it, in the at the end when uh Corey gives uh Maya a smartphone oh, cuz yeah. throughout the whole thing she's the only one without a smartphone. She got one of them flip phones, right? Yeah. And so he gives her that and that was yeah, that was very touching. And then she gives he gives her some colored pencils cuz in the library Everyone found out that she could draw. Yeah. She could draw real well. That's what I'd written down. Um, my most touching moments was, yeah, Maya, Maya doesn't have a cell phone, period. I mean, she has one, but not a not one like all the other kids have. And they don't really make a big deal of it until later on. You just see her pull hers out along with everybody else's. Mm. And then uh, my most touching moment was when, yeah, you find out Maya could draw. She's sitting there. He thinks she's taking notes. He grabs it. And he says, Maya, I had no idea. And she goes, yeah, neither did I. And I was like, oh, God, that got me. Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, it's cool she can draw. That's awesome. And then to find out she didn't know. And she wouldn't have known if she hadn't had this time, yeah. you know, away from her technology. So, because uh, Farkle was kind of being down on pencils and paper. That was his mm-hmm. thing. It's like, well, what can we do with pencils and paper? It's all computers, you know. Mm-hmm. You can you find out you can learn how to draw. So that was good. Any other moments for you? Um, I love it when um, Riley comes in and she's thanking and thanking Corey for taking away taking her, away her cell phones and and says uh, yeah. and says and you can keep it or whatever as long as you mm-hmm. want and she just lays into him as a yeah he's backing away because he's like what 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 just kind of kind of backfired. He wanted them to learn how to talk to each other, but what happened obviously is she connected with Lucas mm-hmm. there and uh, that was not something daddy wanted yeah, to happen like, necessarily. 
Yeah. <laughs> he tried, he gave them back their cell phones so they would <laughs> take back her feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Put the feelings away. Start texting. Mm. So, no, that was good. Um, you had mentioned her giving that phone or, or him giving that phone. I thought that was awesome. And I love these moments. We've only seen two of them, obviously, mm-hmm. but where it's him and her just talking to each other, uh, almost like a, a foster dad or a, or a stepdad or just yeah. that, that person that she obviously doesn't have at home. Because mm-hmm. um, they're practically raising her because she's always at their house. Well, yeah. And if not, if not that, then mentoring and at least being someone that cares about her and loves yeah. her as a family member would. And uh, so he, you know, she's like, you're giving me a phone. And he says, you know, it's mostly for selfish reasons. And she says, I'm not so sure. <laughs> and that was her way of saying, you know, I know that that you care about me and you love me. And that is, that's awesome. It's awesome yeah. that she has that. And that's something we don't get to see in a lot of shows anymore is usually when people like somebody, it's always boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. or it's always best friend to best friend. Um it's, I don't know. I can't talk about it. the last time I've seen a relationship like this that is totally on the up and up, totally cool, and um, just that mentor. Usually, it's it's with a woman and a daughter, or a, a man and a and a kid. You mm-hmm. know, a coach or something like that. But here, here's this going on, and I like it. I I just really do. I love the fact that she is going to become a better person and a mm-hmm. and a greater person, not just because of her relationship with um, uh, Riley, but also with her relationship with him. And that's yeah. that's huge. And it's a little risky because you know you, you don't usually see relationships between other people's dads and kids, you know. Yeah. But. I'm used to it because I've you know done the pastor thing for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But um, so, what was the theme? Speaking of touching moments, what do you, what did you write down as uh, what was the theme of the show? I think it was like you you need to connect with your friends and stuff, and you always need yeah. <laughs> maybe next time write it down How about okay that? yeah um yeah i i would say there's a lot of hints there's not i was looking for a time where the the theme was just stated i always mm-hmm. like to find that but they were playing Corey as as being kind of outrageous and so we already heard about him saying the thing about the zombies and and uh you know uh all that kind of stuff so so really what I heard is is that he says you're an unfeeling generation of zombies. And so you take the exaggerations out of there and what you what you got left are you are unfeeling. You're an unfeeling generation. That's what he's claiming. And with the theme, it's not always the truth. The story goes on and and either proves that or disproves that idea. Mhm. And so about halfway in when they're sitting there and having lunch and the little boy's talking about his day and he offers the plastic phone and blah, blah, blah. She says, why are you really doing this? And Corey says something else that adds to it. I want you and your friends to become human beings. So there's another connection from zombies to human beings. He sees you, you know, us as or his people, his kids as unfeeling non-human people he wants them to be human he wants them to be caring and then there's this thing that the librarian says is is the because the library was the place they learned their lesson mm-hmm. not not just out of books i mean we had the b story going on where she was reading out of the book and farkle's trying to get her look into my eyes you know and all this kind of stuff my eyes. My eyes. yeah so um 
so anyway, I, I, the, the librarian talks about the books and she says, you know, surrounding us right now are all these stories. And she says, you know, uh, what, what is, you know, what is your name and what is his name? Go start your story. But the key thing she said was that every story in here has one thing in common. You start with page one and every page you turn gets you deeper into the story. And she was basically telling her how to connect with him. And that is, you kind of have to start over. Yeah. You know, their story started through some texting. So they had to kind of start a new story. And so she went over and she said, Um, she just said, hi, exactly. It's like they started all over again. Yeah. And um, when Riley came back after this event, we see some more of that, that uh, theme. We see that she's learned her lesson. We also, of course, we have Maya, you know, who has found out that she can draw, you know, and and all that. But Maya says one thing. She says, we talked about things too important to text. And I really like that line. And she also said, friends talk to each other, but real friends listen to each other. Yes, yeah. And I thought that was pretty strong because talking to each other is just chattering back and forth through texting. Hey, what you going? I don't know. But you never really have a full on in-depth conversation when it's time for that. You get on the phone or you go over to their house. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what she had said. Um, and then later in the, at the end of the episode, um, there was, there was a couple times the theme was restated. The, but, but the main thing that Riley said was you don't need a phone to connect to your real friend. She had said, my phone, you know, what'd she say? I have 350 friends in here. Mm-hmm. And and he says, well, I, I'm sorry that you believe that's true. Well, at the end, she says, yeah, I, I don't really have 350 friends, um, not real ones. My real friends are the ones that I don't need a phone to connect to. Those are your real friends. Mm-hmm. And even us grownups, we learn that every day because I've got like 800 something friends on Facebook. <laughs> but if um, but when we got when today, when your mom got in a car accident and I had to go down there and help and pick you guys up and all the scariness that surrounded mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, there's only a very few people your mom could have actually called on my friends list if I had not been able to answer the phone. Those are your real friends. And that's the thing I think that the show was trying to show Riley and show us is, you know, you got all the, you, you've got people you know, but then you've got people that know you. And you don't have to have a phone to connect to those people. And those kind of folks are what? Family? Family. Uh, your close friends. Close ex- friends good yeah. friends. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you don't need a phone. If somebody stole your phone and all of a sudden you you don't have a friend, then that was never your friend in the first place. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me play this. Sparkle time, sir? Oh, I love Sparkle time. What was your favorite? Uh, that was taken out of the show. But <laughs> what was your favorite Sparkle moment? Um, Fargo moment. There weren't as many in this one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just, I love the part when he's in the library and he just, he says, this is where the ancient started all over. <laughs> and then when he's talking about when Farkle takes over the world and stuff. <laughs> I like the way he tries to sweet talk the librarian. It was a little yeah. creepy. He's like, she <laughs> likes it quiet, you know? <laughs> She said, will you do me a favor? He says, you know I will. Or something like (laughs) that. Yeah, you know I will. She's like, go over there and shh. And so that was awesome. (laughs) 
I'll tell you one thing. Librarians haven't changed a bit since my childhood. They've always been that that kind of character in shows and in real life, for that matter. They're a little nicer in real life, but they're they're still creepy and scary, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And librarians, man, freak me out. Um, my favorite Fargo moment um, was when he found out that no computers were going to be allowed. <gasps> oh, and he yeah. grabs a table. That would have been me. Uh, what? What are you doing? And what? I like no. the I like the serious moments. There were two of them. One of them was when he grabbed the the folder or the you know the, mm-hmm. the notebook, the, yeah, the the pad or whatever yeah. from Maya, and and he looks down and he's just immediately oh, the silly Farkle goes away and we get to see that there's a serious Farkle and he's like mm-hmm. wow you know and then at the very end when he pulls out that photo that picture he's yes. had it and he said I kept this where my phone was. So there's that meaning, you know, like, yeah. like that was something. And he just holds it up and he says something about, I'm fine. Like, like I don't need a phone. I got this. Mm-hmm. This this is a connection. This is real. And uh, I, liked, I liked that a lot. So there was also this one. Look at my eyes. No. Look at my eyes. No. Look at my eyes. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to connect them. You know, I have a soul. <laughs> yeah, I have a soul. No, you don't. I have a soul. No, uh, don't. And that's a reference to, I think, because he's redhead, there's a, there's this mean little thing that goes around that says redhead people don't have souls, but uh, but he, he says he does. But if he does, it's a wicked, impish, you know, like a leprechaun <laughs> soul. <laughs> Like, he's got a pot of gold somewhere, and he's just sneaking around everywhere. Uh, let's talk about gadgets and technology. Obviously, this one focused around phones. Did you see any phones that you recognized in yes. the bunch? What's, what kind of phones did you see? The fold phones or whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Granny has one of those, and I learned how to text <laughs> on it. I was texting everyone. Yeah, those <laughs> are the ones you have to push the buttons until it turns into the letter that you want. You I learned know? how to do that with a yeah, yeah like, like five five five. You have to push it three times to get mm-hmm. it. You know, that's how all of us used to text, and and it was that's why we didn't do it. It was mm-hmm. insane, but there were kids even back then that were so fast at that that they didn't even have to look. They could do it with one thumb. And, and I was pretty I would good be at one it. of those people. I was pretty <laughs> yeah. You probably would. I, was, I love texting. I was fairly good at it, but never enough to where. Texting. I, I got a um, a phone with a keyboard as soon as they came out, as soon as humanly <laughs> possible. But I saw iPhones, um, even though they didn't identify you know any of the phones. They don't do yeah. that in shows. I saw a Galaxy. That was the one that he he bought her. And then of course, yeah, the old the old school flip phones, man. Yep. I remember those things used to seem so small and so useful. They just had a little tiny screen on the outside that showed you what time it was. You know why? That way you didn't have to open it up. Yeah. So to see what time it was, it was so cool, and so uh, it had, cool. some of them had cameras, and um, I still have photos from some of those, and they are so small. The can- <laughs> the pictures they took back then were bad because the lenses were plastic. It was just uh, anyway. Yeah. We were just trying. We were using what we had. That's all we could do. <laughs> so um, oh, I um, I really I always appreciate the fake um, computer. The fake texting screens. Anytime in a movie that somebody does something on a computer, they fake it. They they don't. You never just see somebody looking up stuff on Google or yeah. or the regular texting screen. And so that that one scene where she holds up her uh, her her iPhone to, mm-hmm. to Maya, to, and you can read everything on it. It's got big fat 
boxes, you know, between mm-hmm. the two people talking to each other. And it even had sound effects. Here, here was I got that. <laughs> so it's hard to tell, but it's supposed to be her ticking away on the keyboard and then sending it. It's like it's the 90s again or something. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, anytime you watch any of these shows, especially this one, uh, watch the screens. You know, these, these faked up screens. They make it – they do that because it's a lot easier to read, you know, and they don't have to pay anybody any kind of fees. Like, oh, you used Google on screen. You got to pay Google because Google doesn't make enough money. <laughs> Was there any Boy Meets World references that you saw? Mm. Yeah, it's hard to answer right off. I had to look myself, and I looked at girlmeetsworld.wikia.com. There was a – oh, I didn't need it for this one, though. Library, in the library with Maya. Um, He's going through the books, and he finds her, and he's telling her, I want you to follow him, you know, no matter what, blah, blah, blah. And she says – they're just friends. And he kind of rolls his eyes oh, yeah. and he says, yeah, believe me, I know that story. Mm-hmm. So I think that was obviously a oh, reference to yeah. the whole Topanga, Corey yeah. Matthews thing right there. So that was cool. Uh, this We've mentioned something like this before, but I actually saw it in this episode. The board on the very back of Corey's classroom has three words stacked right on top. It's a big pink blackboard or a uh, bulletin board. It says... Um, it says, uh, 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 dream, um, try, and do good. It's just three different words mm-hmm. in the very back of the room. And this is, it said this is a reference to the very last episode of Boy Meets World called Brave New World when Mr. Feeney says this to Corey, Topanga, and Eric and Sean um, in their old classroom. So Also, when uh, the little boy writes on the... On the refrigerator. Do you remember what he said he drew? No, I don't. Uh, he said he drew a trip. This is our trip to the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the people over at the Wikia said this. It is revealed that the Matthews take family trips to the Jersey Shore, just like Corey's own family did when he was younger, possibly to play mini golf as Corey's family did. So a little speculation mm. there. But that was a reference to something that... Uh, Corey's family used to do, <laughs> even though they didn't live in New York, I guess. Um, guests and cameos. Um, this is unfortunate. There were guests, nobody particularly famous, mm-hmm. but uh, I really wanted to find out who the librarian was. Yeah. And if she had been in any, anything else. And there was only one place that even listed the librarian as a person, and, and they wrote unknown. Nobody knows who the librarian was. So that's unfortunate. But... If you know who it is, you can email us, send it to us at uh, gmwcast at gmail.com. That'd be cool to just know that kind of stuff. That's weird. We've got a little <laughs> bit of news. Well, there's always going to be people like that, you know, this random one-shot people, like the guy playing the, the drums in the in the, oh, uh, yeah. in the the subway there. We probably won't see him again, but he'd, he'd been in some other stuff, but... Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher now. So if you are an iTunes person or you use Stitcher or even uh, Pocket Casts or My Yahoo or any of those kinds of things, and you'd like this episode and all the future episodes sent to you automatically on your device or your computer, you can get all of those things at those locations or just go to gwmcast.com slash subscribe and uh, click on any of the 
subscription op- options there, even Feedly and uh, anywhere, anything you're using, you can you can get this episode zipped to you automatically. Um, one of the bits online that was running around was Mr. Was Mr. Feeney a ghost at the end of episode one? Because he said. You know, he come, he makes his line, yeah. And you you know you did good well or whatever. Done. Well done, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, people online started hitting up uh, the creator, Michael Jacobs, and um, or I'm sorry, Mark Bluntman, who wrote the the episode, and his Twitter post reply was no, not at all. He was not a ghost. But even though he said that, people are still like, well, why did he, why was he there? And his voice was kind of loud. And then he cut away, you come back and he's gone. You know, he's an old man. Is he running and hiding behind something? You know? Mm-hmm. So basically, a uh, creator, Michael Jacobs, said that uh, Mr. Daniels had filmed uh, an additional scene in which Feeney had a larger role. But unfortunately, it didn't make it into the final first episode. And that that scene would have made the final scene make a little mm-hmm. more sense. And it also uh, might make its way into a future episode. You know, like, for instance, if Mr. Feeney had just stepped off the train and had a conversation with him mm-hmm. and then was walking away when his own daughter came up and then said what he said, that would have made a lot more sense. You yeah. Know? Uh, one more bit of information from MTV.com said that Sabrina and Rowan, Rowan both of the girls... Uh, love Boy Meets World, and they've watched it. And uh, only one of them was born when the original series <laughs> was going on. Kind of weird. Hmm. You mm-hmm. it, well, it stopped in 2000. So yeah. uh, we got some sound clips. I'm just going to play them, even if I've played them before. Uh, I'll see. Oh, I played that one. Fake, fake text. I played zombies. I'm going to play this one. Starting here is everyone who ever lived, laughed, Loved the timeline and understood the value of life. <laughs> the cell phone era, which begins right around here, pretty much destroys all of that. <laughs> Way to go, you. <laughs> sir, if I may take a different position. Yeah, save me, Mr. Fryer. Do I go too far? Always, sir. Yeah, always. always. And that's what I'm saying. He went, he, he just basically said that everybody born after the cell phone cares about nothing. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true it's at all. It's not true. Uh, but I would say that that's probably what kids think, you know, grown-ups mm-hmm. think. Oh, this is always a good thing to play again. I think I'm going to keep it forever. Farkle time, sir? Oh, I love Farkle time. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll that's... be our little Farkle time intro zap. So, uh, good stuff. Here, like, what? Go ahead. Sorry. It's like in every episode, he's always like, Farkle time? Yeah, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. but Because yeah. at the end, he goes, I am Farkle. He did it again. Yeah. So, Thank cool. you. I am Farkle. <laughs> We're going to split into teams and discover whether or not new technology has made us better people. Yeah, that was the theme. That was just a theme thing there. So Please don't make your father right. It's no good for any of us when your father is right. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. And old joke. That, that It's always the husbands are dumb, the wives are smart and mm. cool. Nah. It's pretty sad. It's pretty true, though. Uh, this one says, uh, just says human beings. Why are you really doing this? Oh. Because I want you and your friends to become human beings. Yeah. Another theme moment there. He wants mm-hmm. He's just worried about him. Uh, this is Farkle Lewis. Oh, this is a good one. Farkle, be ready in a minute. And Lucas. 
Ready now. <laughs> <laughs> Ready now. Uh, this one, I oh, colors or phone? This is the little boy. Would you rather have a real cell phone or would you rather color with us? Color with you. Does that get me a cell phone? <laughs> Does that get Not me a cell phone? With this one either. Well, you'll always have me. Yeah. Uh, that's another. That's two mm-hmm. two clips in one. Because yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that get me a phone? And then her, uh, her and him cracking on each other. It's always good. Uh, this says start at the beginning. Oh, I think this is my uh, my librarian bit. All of these books have one thing in common. What's that? They start on page one, and each page you turn brings you deeper into the story. What's your name? Riley. What's his name? Lucas. You like a good story, Riley? Then start at the beginning. <laughs> so there we go. This one is called Vet. Oh, yeah, I know. Riley? Lucas? I've never told this to anybody before. Uh, yeah. I think someday I might like to be a veterinarian. <laughs> That's cool, too. That's cool, too. <laughs> what do you think she thought he was going to say? Like, I really like you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably something like that. That's funny. Uh, look in my <laughs> eyes. Look in my eyes. No. Look in my eyes. No. Look in my eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to get that, that connection there. Uh, theme, friends, oh, this is part of the theme, friends talk, yeah. Friends talk to each other, but real friends listen. There it is. So, there you go. And then, uh, real friends is what's called. And you don't need your phone to connect with your real friends. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's the theme. That was the whole deal. That's what she learned. Yep. And when in doubt about what the theme is, always look and see. What the, what the problem is, and then if you can't figure that out, what did they learn? Guys, we got some listener feedback. You can send such things to gmwcast at gmail.com. This one came to us from Janice. She says, hi, James and Jenna. My name is Janice, and I recently just listened to your podcast on Girl Meets World, and I love it. I can't wait for the next episode. In your second episode, while you were talking about Mr. Feeney, you said, talked about him possibly being dubbed in. Uh, one of his more famous lines, well done, Mr. Matthews. She said, I found a video of him on YouTube that was posted last November, quoting five of his favorite lines from Boy Meets World, and he sounds pretty much the same as he used to back in the old days. Here's the link. So uh, I, I grabbed that, and, and we'll play a little bit of it, and we'll see if we think, because uh, you remember last week we said, mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, was it him or was it Memorex, you know? Yeah. So we'll find out. Let's see what he sounds like today. Hello, I'm William Daniels. I'm here at the Entertainment Weekly photo shoot. He sounds really good. These are some of my uh, favorite Feeny quotes. All right, so I I think yeah. that's that was really him. Yeah, he yeah. Not only was he not a ghost, he was not a dub. <laughs> so I, I I just didn't know. He's eighty mm-hmm. years old. Eighty. You know how much older that is than me. Oh yeah. It's half my. I'm half his age. <gasps> Good night. And I feel old, so he is really old. But great, anyway. Great grandpa great grandma's eighty right now. Wow. That's crazy. I hope I can make it that long. She <laughs> said she found a video. Here's the link. Keep up the great work. Can't wait for episode three, Janice. So thank you so much, Janice, for sending that in and uh for helping us with our little mystery there. It's awesome. Uh Doxon said via Twitter, I must say two things. One, number one, yes, Jenna is your clone. Remember we talked about that time. Mm-hmm. And number two, you made me remember that Topanga was my first 
TV crush. Oh, man. So there you go. <laughs> I was too old for it, but uh, I can understand. I mean, year 2000. Goodness, I'd been out of school eight years, I think, at that point. So scary. All right. What's next episode about? It is called episode three. Girl meets sneak attack. Riley becomes jealous when another girl flirts with Lucas. So she enlists Maya and Farkle's help to learn how to flirt, too. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Does flirting sound like something that she does by herself? Like no. the Riley character? No, it does uh-huh. not. She seems like she's kind of her, her real self. But uh, I, I, I found another one from IMDb. Riley becomes jealous when a girl named Missy Bradford starts flirting with Lucas. Consequently, she enlists the help of Maya and Farkle to help her learn to flirt, too. Meanwhile, Augie starts acting grown up to impress a girl down the hall. But Corey and Topanga aren't ready for him to grow up just yet. They kind of teased us with that a little yeah. bit about him. So that's cool. And then uh, the next episode after that is just called Girl Meets Father. So interested in that. Well, I guess that's our show for today, guys. Visit the website, gmwcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gmwcast. Like the show on Facebook. Uh, and uh, give us an iTunes review if that's how you found us. And check out all of the other great NLCast Network shows at NLCast.com. And remember, this week and every single day, take on the world. Take on the world.